from the College of Adult and Professional Studies at Northwest University, welcome to the Advisor's Corner podcast with Morgan Green and Josh Payne. On the show, we discuss various topics to help you become the most successful online student that you can be. Well, this podcast is mainly for Northwest University's online and NPP students. Anyone who listens in from week to week will still be able to glean valuable information on student success. So let's get started. This is Josh Payne and Morgan Green on the Advisors Corner podcast, and today we're really excited because we have a special guest with us that we'll introduce to you shortly. Uh, But first, Josh is going to share with you a a fictional but very realistic scenario um, about a student who has maybe struggled with their writing assignments and they're kind of confused about what to do next. Yeah, so once upon a time, there's a student who uh, started off their semester really well, they did amazing on their first quiz, and they did really good on their discussion post, but came, but then came their first ALA assignment and they got a bad grade. You know, this instructor provided some feedback that probably wasn't the, it seemed a little um, unhelpful and kind of vague, but um, you know, the student decided to, to plow through in week two. Um, comes and there's more quizzes and more discussion posts and not surprisingly the student does very well Um, but like a tidal wave the student couldn't escape there came that second ALA Um, they tried really hard they stayed up all night um, before the night before they drank about a hundred cups of coffee they you know surrounded surrounded themselves with their friends and family to gather support and pray over them, and they turn in that second ALA, and with bated breath, they wait for their grade. The grade comes, and uh, once again, it's terrible. And the instructor gives more feedback, but it seems honestly even more unhelpful and even more vague if it's even possible. So, what is the student to do? Uh, should they just quit? Should they blame the Should they blame the devil for spiritual attack? Is their professor out to get them? Is the professor the devil <laughs> himself? You know what is going on here? And today we are talking with a dear friend and coworker of ours. Her name is Ashley Hess. Um, Ashley is an instructor both online and on campus. Uh, she has worked behind the scenes on NU Online, building and revising the syllabi for each course. And we honestly couldn't think of anyone better to help us walk through this discussion on. So I got a bad grade, now what? So Ashley, um, can, what, what is going on with this student, this fictional student, um, but also just kind of a very real scenario that Morgan and I kind of run into all the time. What's going on? What, what is happening? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, that is such a great question. And first I wanna say to all the students out there, especially, um, that is a super common feeling and I see you and I hear you. Um, mm-hmm. I've been a student for a long time. You guys both work directly with students. Um, and sometimes I get to hear the complaints of students about professors. So it's a real issue and I'm really glad we're talking about it because I think there are a lot of things um, to discuss around this topic. Yeah. Um, the first thing is I, I think that as a student, you really have to take your own ownership of, of the class. Um, although we're all here to support you, um, and especially at NU, I think our teachers are specifically interested in your success um, and really want to work with you relationally on that level. Um, you're the student at the end of the day, and so it's really your responsibility mm. to, you know, um, get things going and figure out how you can understand the feedback of your instructor. So that's one really important thing. Yeah. So how does a student interpret their instructor's feedback? Because like in this scenario, the student got the feedback and it just didn't seem very helpful to them and seemed kind of vague. Yeah, definitely. So I think one thing I was thinking about for professors is that although they are really teaching with your best interest at heart, 
they also, uh, at the end of the day, this is their job, right? And so if they have 25 students in their class, there's only so much feedback they can give you. And the great thing is that um, as far as editing goes, um, there's a lot of common um, common things that are written on papers that you can mm -hmm. then just actually Google and find out what it means. Mm -hmm. So I would say the suggestion I would give to students is to take it in your own hands to research what it, first of all, what does this, what is this feedback, right? Mm -hmm. So I can reach out to my professor and say, hey, I saw that you said such and such thing. Can you explain to me what you mean? Or can you give me a specific example of how I could write this better? I think teachers really appreciate when you're willing to um, reach out to them and they're definitely willing to give more advice if you're willing to be proactive. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, we'll talk more a little bit about this later too, there are so many resources that you can use. Mm -hmm. It seems silly and cliche to say, but you can Google literally an issue that you have and there are so many resources for you. Um, for example, if you notice that your instructor is giving a lot, you a lot of feedback on commas, um, go to Google and push and write comma and you will find so much information on how to use commas better. Um, there's an awesome girl named Grammar Girl. Hmm. If you search Grammar Girl and then whatever your grammar problem is, she's going to give you a lot of advice. So hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. And quick interjection, um, if you're a student and you don't know where to find your instructor's feedback on a paper, talk to Josh or I and we'll, we'll walk you through that because um, that's a really important step <laughs> before you see the feedback. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So how do you... How do you utilize the feedback um, that you're getting from your instructors? Maybe you kind of already went over that a little bit, but just anything else, anything more you have to share on feedback? From no, that's person? a great question. I think the first thing is knowing where to find the feedback, right? Yeah. And then, and then reading through it and making sure you know uh, what it means. But I would say as far as utilizing it, um, cliche as it sounds or basic as it sounds, use the feedback they give you. Over and over again as a professor, I've seen students um, – resubmit the same paper uh, or papers with very similar mistakes because maybe they just don't take the initiative to change things or they're mm -hmm. not sure what to do because they haven't reached out and that's going to immediately get you a bad grade because your teacher's going to see it as a reflection of you maybe being lazy not doing the work which yeah. is not the case because you're here because you feel like doing work and you want to um, be a better person and earn your degree or whatever your goals are you want to show that the labor you're doing has purpose to it. And they want to believe that about you too. So I think first of all, using it. Um, also never ever turn in the first thing you write. Hmm. So even if you don't have to turn in a draft first, I really recommend you at least go through your work one time. But I also recommend, you know, maybe um, give it to a mentor or a friend hmm. who could give you some advice. Um, have a partner or a parent read through it. Um, we also have, I'm sure you guys know about Smart Thinking, which is mm -hmm. a tutoring and writing center that you uh, students can use at NU, and you could run it through them. There's so many things you could do to even just do a sec, turn in your second draft or a third draft, because yeah. there's always things you can fix and make better. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was a student, that was kind of the biggest advice I got was, um, you know, even... <sighs> I always, I always kind of was under the impression that if I was going to submit or turn in a rough draft to someone um, else to like edit or look over, that person had to be really strong in you know language and that kind yeah. of stuff. Not true at all. In fact, it's mm -hmm. it's honestly just anyone. Um, uh, the person I was talking to, they were like, you know, even even with like people who are parents, they'll even encourage them give give your paper to your teenage son or daughter. Like, mm -hmm. it the mm -hmm. idea is not so much to have a. Per, not always to have a professional look at it. That's helpful, but the idea is more like get fresh eyes on it to make sure someone else who's reading it can 
can follow can track along with your thought pattern and um, be able to understand like what the what your point is that you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, if mm-hmm. a lot of our students, you know, your your uh, mothers and fathers. Uh, give it to your, you know, eleven-year-old, your twelve-year-old, yeah, you know, whoever, sure. and see if they can understand it. If you can get your, if you can get your ten-year-old, eleven-year-old, or twelve-year-old to understand what you're writing, mm. you're you're on the right track. I think. I love that yeah. you just said that because I think the entire point of writing is that you want someone to understand what you know or what you want to get across. It's all right. about understanding. Mm. So as a teacher, honestly, I care more about what you're saying than the grammar. But unfortunately, the grammar, good grammar, allows you to say something that's understood. Right. Yeah. 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 I think a common misconception too is that if you're a good writer, you don't have to have a rough draft. The first thing you write is going to be fantastic. But I know that great writers will check over their work lots of times. Yeah, definitely. Ashley's a great writer, and she was just telling me about an article that she wrote recently, and you had like six drafts or something. Oh, I think more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, th- I love that we're talking about writing, and some of you may, may be thinking, oh, she's a writer, so she's biased, which is totally true. But <laughs> <laughs> as a writer, um, I think the best thing I could ever do for myself is be willing to be um, criticized because it makes me not just a better writer, but it makes me be understood mm-hmm. better and be able to connect with people, people more deeply because I'm willing to take my initial thoughts and you know landscape them in a way that's that's helpful or that's useful or that helps me connect with a, a larger community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I probably went through eight or 10 iterations before <laughs> the people were even like, oh yeah, we'll accept that. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, um, I just had this analogy pop in my head, so this could be really terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, when you're writing a paper, the idea that you have is your car. So think of it as like, that's the vehicle that's, that's being driven. Mm-hmm. Your grammar and the way you sentence uh, and the way you uh, structure your paper and all that is is the road if you don't if it's not laid out well and if it's not done it's just going to be a really bumpy really crappy ride it's just it's, mm, it can be yeah. hard to follow where does this road where's this road going like what is what is happening and your car is just going to take a beating you know so um trying to trying to smooth out your road meaning structuring your structuring out your writing well paying attention to your grammar paying attention to you know, is this the proper use of a comma? Is this the proper mm-hmm. use of a period? Things like that is gonna is gonna be the is gonna be the road that helps your vehicle travel along mm-hmm. and and get to where you're trying to go. Is that yeah. Fair? yeah, no, that's a great analogy, um, and it kind of reminded me of something else I really wanted to point out, which is that uh, don't be overwhelmed. Like grammar mm-hmm. is yeah. important, right. however, it's more important to get your ideas across. Right. So I would rather see a student who's willing to take risks about putting their ideas down than mm-hmm. one who has perfect grammar. But I would also say, as you're trying to incorporate um, instructor feedback and get better at writing, take it one step at a time. So if you notice there's a common denominator of things that your professors are asking you to work on, take that one thing and worry about that and don't so much worry about everything else. Mm -hmm. Because teachers are also looking for you just to move forward. They're not looking for perfection. Mm -hmm. So I really like that analogy. Yeah, and that kind of leads into our next, next question of, so why do I have to be a good writer when I'm answering, when I'm answering the question, like, I'm answering the question, like, why can't it just be a simple, almost like a Facebook post of like, mm-hmm. yeah. this is the answer, you know, or, um, or when I'm not taking an English class, I've actually gotten this question a couple mm, of times, yeah. I don't know if, if you yeah. have Morgan, yeah. but um, I've had a student, I've had a few students ask me, you know, I'm in, you know, a New Testament, well, that's a bad example, because it literally says literature, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in, I'm in Christian thought, I'm in theology 1213, go. like, this is not an English class, so why am I being 
heavily graded on my writing and my grammar when it's not in English class. So um, yeah. we're kind of already touching in on that. But yeah, let's let's talk about that. No, I love that question. Um, so I'm a linguist and I ta- I've taught elementary school for a long time, which is really fun because it means that um, I'm with kids when they're learning just how to speak and talk and walk. Um, and also having worked in third, co- third uh, world countries a lot, I see a lot of people who are not literate, right? And so I think we're pretty lucky to live in a place where the majority of us by nature are, become literate because we have families who teach mm-hmm. us how to read and write. And I really think that's sort of the key literacy, um, the ability to read and also now in an age where we have technology to um, watch videos and hear podcasts and understand what's happening, then informs how we understand the world and how we interpret it to others and teach others. And so I think the writing piece is very important. And not just the writing. I think um, in an online program, what's great is that we also have other resources. Like I mentioned videos. Right now we're doing this podcast to get you guys to understand an idea. And so with technology, we are advancing, and it's not just about the writing. Mm. But what's interesting is when you start something, it's always about the writing. Even oh, when we were talking about doing this podcast, mm. right? Yeah. You guys sent me a couple questions that were written in an email. Mm-hmm. So mm. it always begins mm. with the writing because it's how you get your ideas down to then be able to process them in whatever way you choose. That's a really good point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really, you know, if you know somebody wants to create a TV show, they don't just go, all right, start recording. We're just going to figure this out. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you we have, have to, yeah, you have to write something out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. We're kind of working off an outline right now and there's yeah. words everywhere yeah. <laughs> right now. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, it's really true. It's really true. Mm-hmm. And especially in an online program, uh, that's a huge benefit of Definitely. our online program is you are going to graduate a better writer than when you started because there's sure. no face to face. Um, you can't, you can't talk face to face with your professor. Uh, mm. A lot of your communication is going to be through email and discussion posts and um, and through essays. And that is is such a huge benefit of our online program because you're going to come out a much stronger writer than when you started. And what's pretty cool, I think, about that too is that we're living in a world where that's true across the spectrum, right? Yeah. Not just like we mentioned with email, but with social media. Mm-hmm. So people are yeah. using Instagram as a platform to write about what they care about. Um, whether or not they, they consider themselves writers, they are writers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty key, I think. Yeah. Ashley, you have a point on here. I just really wanted to point this out because I just think it's really well done. You you said good writing is a frame to show that you know the content. And I think you kind of yeah. touched on that. But I really liked how you said that because I know you're an artist and you paint and you do that kind of stuff. So it almost, mm-hmm. I almost kind of see when you're saying mm-hmm. that is like your paper, you know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're writing a paper, it's almost like that is your canvas. If you're an artist, consider your paper is like the canvas on which you're putting your thoughts on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good artist will a good artist doesn't happen just overnight. Michelangelo just didn't, you know, all of a sudden yeah, know how so to true. draw and that, that kind of stuff. He mm-hmm. painstakingly would go out to the village and draw the hands of peasants like over and over and over and over and over. And he like would figure out, okay, where am I, what do I need to work on? What do I need to improve on? What am I doing well? That kind of stuff. It's the same idea as a writer. Yeah. You, you know, this is, this is why we're, as an institution, we're really pushing your writing skills yeah. um, because we care. The idea is we care about what you have to say. Yeah. If we didn't care, we wouldn't be pushing this whole idea of improve your writing because we we want to know, your professors want to know what you have to say. They want to know your ideas and your thoughts. Um, but if it's not done well and you're just finger painting, if yeah. you will, <laughs> it's really hard to tell like what you're trying to actually say. Yeah. So that's that's kind of oh, what we're pushing yeah. this. You're right on point. I love that. I have so many thoughts. 
um, first of all, the ethereal they always say, if you know it, you can say it, mm. right? So in an on-person class, for example, if you understand a concept, you would be able to repeat it to your professor, not just word for word, but like, this is what I think it is, this is what I think it means. If you're able to talk mm. about it, then you do know it. Mm. In an online setting, we don't have that, right. that ability unless you're doing a video um, or, or a Skype conference or something. So the ability to write about it um, is really important to transfer your message, which is the same thing that you said about art too. Um, and just thinking about art, what I really love about that is, so as an artist, I don't always just know exactly what I'm going to do, but being willing to be invested in the process mm -hmm. usually carries me through to understand what I'm even trying to say. So I love that idea of when you sit down to write, you don't have to wait until you perfectly know what you're going to say to sit down to write. Hmm. In fact, you shouldn't, right? That's there are idea. a lot of ways to do drafts and, and, mm. and thinking Outlines and brainstorming. And, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't even have to be written in the beginning. Maybe you record yourself or maybe you talk through, through it with a friend. Or, mm. But there's always a process that comes before and you always have to start even if you don't know exactly what you're doing. Um, and the point that you said about um, continuing to practice... Um, some of, a lot of you have probably heard of Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea was that um, if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you then become the experts. Mm. And so, and there's a lot more to that story. If you've never heard it, it would be worth your while to go listen to um, the TED Talk about that um, by Mal Malcolm Gladwell. But anyway, just spending that time um, little by little, uh, fixing the things along the way, you'll see a huge improvement in your time here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's, we'll make sure to put the link. Uh, yeah, if you sure. could send us the yeah, link to that, definitely. we'll put the link in the show notes of that TED Talk. I think that's a good idea. So, yeah. Yeah, so be encouraged if by the end of your seven-week English course, you're not an expert. We're just looking yeah. for you to improve um, over that seven-week time period, but over your entire time here as an online student, you are going to improve a ton. Uh, but don't be discouraged if by the end of the seven weeks, you don't see the improvement that you're wanting to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we're talking about better, bettering your writing and th that kind of stuff. Um, what are some resources out there that you would recommend to, to help better yeah. anyone's writing? I mean, even you know, me and Morgan's writing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many resources. So the first thing I would say is don't be overwhelmed by that. Those are there to help you. So um, find the things that you need to work on and then go investigate the resources. Because I know it can be overwhelming just to see like a list of 10 links. I'm like, what do I do with these? But yeah, the first thing I would say um, is definitely connect with your professor. Um, whatever you can do to have direct communication with them is, is the best thing. Also, yeah, uh, once you understand kind of what you need to do, do your own general research. So that might be through Google, um, just searching like comma splices. That might be through um, our library chat. We have got a lot of tutorials on our library website that are helpful. Um, when it comes to doing deeper research, they're really helpful as well in helping you find the right articles or books that you can use um, to get new information. Um, also, as far as formatting goes, um, whether you're writing in MLA or APA or Travian, um, Chicago, there, um, of course, a lot of you have books that you're required to buy for your English classes based on those formatting, but honestly, they all have websites and you can just go to their website and search exactly your problem and it'll pop up. So everything is at your fingertips. You just know, need to know a little bit how to navigate it. So just take it slow, um, one step at a time. I want to give an extra plug to smart thinking just cause it's an awesome resource and write on the NU online dashboard. Um, if you click smart thinking, um, it's going to open up and at the top of that website it says Writing Center. And if you enter the Writing Center, you have a, a few different options. 
um, you can click a link that says grammar review and you can submit an essay if you just want someone to correct specifically the grammar. If you're more concerned about the content, if your professor is giving you a lot of feedback about um, like you don't have a, a great solid thesis or you need to work on your introduction or conclusion, um, you can submit your essay to the Writing Center and specifically ask um, the, the tutor to look at your introduction or conclusion. Um, so just wanted to give that an extra plug because it's such a great resource available to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so why does it seem like my instructor's out to get me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love this question because me I've too. actually, I, legitimately I've had people, students ask me this and I'm right there with you. Mm, when I was a yeah. student there, I, I remember, you know, there was one professor I had to take multiple classes and I just, I dreaded it because I just, it just, I just had this feeling of like, this guy doesn't like me. He's just always like, you know, really grading. Yeah. It just feels like he's grading me like super hard and like very legalistic. And I just, you know, and I would just get so frustrated. So I, I had to take a step back and go, this guy's just doing his job. You know, he's doing yeah. his job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think any of our professors or instructors yeah. are that petty that they want to go <laughs> after an yeah. online student or something like that. So I'm not saying, but I also hold, want to hold the balance that I get that feeling and, mm-hmm. I, and it is a valid feeling and I, and I understand that. So Ashley, as yeah. an instructor, <laughs> you know, if we could basically ask from the horse's mouth, you know, <laughs> why, why are you out to get students? <laughs> I'm just malicious like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. But provide some um, context for us here. <laughs> well, I love, I love that story because we've all been there. We've all been students. Um, I've been a student for a long time. And when I was in graduate school, I also had a professor who I felt very strongly that she very much disliked me, didn't think I was a good person, didn't think I had good writing skills. Um, and it's so funny because now a few, few years later, um, she actually reaches out to me all the time. Um, mm. And I had recently had um, lunch with her when I was in town um, where she lives. So it's so hysterical. Like, it, it just helped me to realize um, teachers aren't out to get you. Um, you know, 99.9%, hey, I'm sure there's one teacher who's going to just be doing their job and they're not interested. Um, but luckily we weed those people out because we have really good instructors here. Yeah. Um, but no, what's cool is, um, so I am an instructor, but I also work with our faculty here. And so I, just like you guys get in touch with uh, Morgan and Josh a lot, I get in touch with our instructors and you wouldn't believe how many instructors reach out to me with concern for their students. Mm. Um, so a couple things, A, they really do care about your work. But also, at the end of the day, this is just their job. And so, you know, if they have 25 students in their class and they're trying to grade four-page papers and give everybody good feedback, at some point, it it really is about the work that you put in. Right. Mm. A second level is that um, since it's an online class, just like texting when you're texting your friend, you can't hear their emotion, right? Mm. So it's it's not personal. You can't take it personally. You just have to really think objectively about what they're saying and what you need to do. And if something's not adding up, just reaching out and figuring out, you know, sure. that piece of it. Yeah, I can see how it would come off cold, you know, yeah, like definitely. If it, you know, especially especially like you mentioned, there's 25 students in your class yeah. alone, yeah. but that might not be the only class they're teaching. Exactly. They could be teaching mm-hmm. others. So mm-hmm. multiply that 25 by another 25, yeah. that's 50 students that they're grading papers for, they're doing quizzes for, they're doing all that. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, you might be the <laughs> you might be the straw that, you know, mm-hmm. broke the camel's back so to speak yeah. of that. They just, you know, they just kind of send off a cold mess. It seems cold, but honestly, yeah. it's it's not. It's just mm-hmm. more like they're just they're trying to get as much information out 
as possible because they're trying to help as many students as possible. Yeah. yeah. And I would say because of that and how much experience teachers have, um, not just like teaching experience, but also career experience, life experience, um, field experience, teachers are really intuitive. And so even on an online platform, I know if you're putting effort into it or not. I know if you care or not. Mm. Um, whether or not, you know, I've read papers where the grammar is terrible, but the heart of what they're writing, I can tell so much that they're really trying to use feedback. They're trying to be um, use their critical thinking skills. Mm. And then there will be another paper that looks perfect and is maybe the right length and that has the right answer. But I can just tell that they haven't spent time on it. They just maybe happen to be an okay writer. And they're just trying to get through the assignment. And honestly, which one do I prefer? I prefer the first one because I can mm. tell that they're really committed to learning the, the material, whereas the other one is just worried maybe about their grade. Mm. So is that is that the situation as an instructor where you might tell the student student B in that scenario, go deeper? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, go deeper. Um, yeah, I might ask them questions about um, the content on a, on a further scale, like, okay, but how does that inform your life? How does that affect you? Mm. I think, I think good writers are not necessarily people who can get the formatting and grammar correct, but people are who are willing to show me how, um, what they're reading and learning informs what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. it's good. So it almost might be a good practice. I don't know. Maybe you can shoot this down if you want, but it almost <laughs> might be a good practice of like, if you're, if you're coming up on a topic or an assignment, um, first of all, figure out your angle what do you care about yeah, what, what is it about sure. that topic that's actually gonna strike you then journal it out somewhere mm-hmm. write a facebook post you know mm-hmm. you know on a facebook post that's your that's your place that you can really get passionate and not have to worry about grammar and sentence yeah. format and all that get your passion out you know yeah. and get it out and let it be raw and real then take that <clears throat> that same idea mm-hmm. now structure it into a formatted, clean written, mm-hmm. you know, you have your thesis statement, your two, your two or three bodies, a paragraph, and then a conclusion, but you don't lose the heart, you don't lose the passion that's that's coming out. Would you say that's fair? Oh, that's even yeah. more than fair. That's perfect. Sweet. Um, there's the one a really famous writer named Stephen King, who a lot of you probably know and have read some mm-hmm. of his novels, um, talks a lot about. Well, he has a book called On Writing, which is a really good book. Um, even just to skim through about what is good writing, what makes good writing. And I really love that he talks about taking risks because I think Mm -hmm. that, again, I can tell a student who's willing to take a risk. And even though you, in in some circumstance, are trying to please your professor to get a good grade, right? I mean, that's part of school. You're trying to get good grades and make it through. I think even more than that, it's really um, imperative that you understand what you're saying, that it's important to you, and that you're learning from the process to move on towards the next step. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it looks like we have a few more notes here. We're kind of bouncing around. I'm trying to catch our place here. Um, do you have any other, you know, final thoughts or anything else you want to cover, Ashley? Um, I guess I'll just, could I end with a quote? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a perfect yeah. So, um, again, I'm a writer, so I'm sorry. This is sort of like my nerd, my nerd in me. I love it. So there's another writer named Anne Lamott, and she says this about writing, which I think is so, so true, and I hope it resonates with you. Good reading, or sorry, good writing is about telling the truth. We are a species that needs to and wants to understand who we are. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's true about writing. We're all trying to understand each other at the end of the day, and that's why we care so much about it and why it's important yeah. that we give you all the tools that you might need to, to grow in that way. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah. Well, thanks, Ashley, so thanks much for joining us. us. For um, that was super exciting to have you on the show, <laughs> and you just gave so much awesome feedback that I think will be super helpful to our students. Yeah. So, so guys, if you have any other questions or any follow up questions um, after this podcast, please reach out to us. We, you know, we we don't want this to come off as like uh, stop asking in this question. Uh, that's not at all why we're doing this. Um, but we do do recognize that this is a common question that we're facing is, you know, just how do I use my instructor's feedback? Why do they want me to write better? Um, and yeah, where do I go from here? So um, please continue to ask questions. Um, we're going to we're gonna do more interviews um, based on common questions, but we're also going to be doing some other interviews uh, just surrounding interesting people that work, that work with us. So um, we will see you next week on the Advisors Corner Podcast. <laughs> see, now I'm having yeah. trouble with it. <laughs> Do you want to take us out, Morgan? Yep. Happy studies, everyone. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Advisors Corner Podcast. Make sure to spread the word about our show. And remember to check out other and new podcasts by searching Northwest University in the iTunes podcast app or on SoundCloud. Here you can listen to chapel services where students, faculty, staff, and guest speakers share their insight on various topics. To connect with classmates or to access more tools and resources, be sure to join our Facebook group, The Advisor's Corner. See you next week.